0: From CIPRI and the CIPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research and education. Today, we look at digital media and whether a suite of videos and games centered on the cat in the hat can help young children learn about science and engineering.
1: So we know from other work that children who engage in science early are more likely to perform well on science-related tasks later on in school to engage in science-related careers So the power of a digital media tool to help to convey this information, to help children build these skills, is something that we as the researchers were quite excited about.
0: We welcome SRI International's Todd Grindle and EDC's Megan Silander, co-authors of a new study examining the impacts of digital media on children's learning and interest in science. They join us to discuss their findings. So
1: these effects on children's science practices related to length and strength and structural stability and the influence of friction on movement are quite large by educational standards.
0: And some important implications for early childhood policy, practice, and future research.
2: While, you know, there was a significant investment of resources in developing these media, bringing this to scale to reach millions of households is relatively inexpensive when we think about this in the context of other science interventions.
0: That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith e. Muller, Managing Editor of the CIPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Todd Grindle, Principal Senior Researcher with SRI International and SRI Education. Welcome, Todd. Thanks. Thanks. Great to be here. And also with Megan Seilander, Research Scientist with the Education Development Center and its Center for Children and Technology. Thanks so much for joining us, Megan.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So, we're originally hoping to have this chat in person during the Spring 2020 Conference for SRI, the Society for Research on Educational Effectiveness. But like so many other events in recent weeks, the in-person portion of that conference had to be canceled, and a number of sessions are now being presented digitally. So we thought it was a great opportunity to speak with you both remotely and highlight what we felt was one of the more interesting and unique pieces of research that was scheduled to be presented at SHRI. So it's your recent report, which was co-authored by a team of researchers at EDC and SRI, titled Early Science and Engineering, The impacts of the Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that on learning. Uh, So to start, I'm sure our listeners are wondering how the Cat in the Hat is currently playing a role in science education and learning.
2: Um, So the Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that. Is a set of media-based resources to help young children learn some physical science concepts, um, including videos and digital games. The larger context here is for us and our interest is, you know, the, the digital media and apps and digital games are are kind of a big part of the context in which children are developing. And um, there's really a lot of anxiety about this and, you know, related to measuring the amount of time that kids are using media and and screen time. And one of the, you know, one of the focus for us of this research is, you know, thinking about this, can we distinguish between, you know, screen related engagements that aren't supporting learning and those that might be? How can we um, sort of characterize their experience and whether or not there are certain kinds of experiences that can, can really help children um, learn and develop. So this study is part of a larger body of research that researchers at EDC and SRI have been doing, um, under the federal ready to learn initiative, which funds the corporation for public broadcasting and PBS. So, uh, public media and that it's they're funded to develop pre-educational, um, television and digital media for young children with the purpose of promoting early learning and school readiness. And it emphasizes really supporting children from low-income and underserved communities. So this uh, work was done as part of a five-year grant that was focused on, particularly, Department of Education had asked the PBS and CBB to focus on media that supports science, as well as uh, another set of resources around informational text. So PBS and CBB are really interested in understanding whether high quality media uh, can support the development of children. And so we're the research partners for this initiative. Uh, We do the formative work around as the resources are are being developed and also the summative um, work. And so the focus here was um, on science and particularly on this set of resources that PBS had developed using the cat in the hat materials. So a set of videos and digital games and hands-on activities for parents and children that were focused on physical science in particular.
1: The resources examined in this study are part of the third season of The Cat in the Hat Knows a Lot About That. And this season focuses specifically uh, on physical science and engineering content, practices, and vocabulary. So the way, if you haven't seen the show, uh, each episode begins with two characters, their young children, uh, Sally and Nick, and they sort of pose a question or have a problem that they've encountered somewhere in their backyard or in their neighborhood. Uh, and the characters collaborate uh, with the cat in the hat to solve these problems. And these are a set of science-related adventures. So it might be about needing to recognize specific sounds or how to go really fast on a slide or how to cross a bridge to get to uh, to get to some destination. But throughout, they engage in science practices. They ask questions, define problems, make observations and, and predictions, and then test those. They, they come up with hypotheses and test those hypotheses. And these are all part of these really engaging uh, videos that are fun for children. So our set of resources is that, that we tested in this study is based on those videos, as well as a set of digital games that reinforce those concepts through a set of interactive activities.
2: There's also some sort of informal activities for parents and children to do together that help them Uh, bridge what's going on the screen to what might be going on in the real world.
1: PBS was really focused on supporting young children's science skills and brought in a set of experts and advisors to help them design, to work with their content creators to make sure that it was reinforcing and teaching these science concepts uh, in ways that were engaging and developmentally appropriate for young children.
0: So you've both previously researched and written on the topics of science education and digital resources as learning tools. So I imagine you had some specific questions or lines of inquiry driving this work here, uh, Megan. What was it that you already knew going into this study, and what were you hoping to learn?
2: Right. Um, so there's you know kind of growing research on how media can impact young children's learning. Thinking about videos and games, there's a you know a pretty large body of research on around media and children's literacy-related outcomes. A little bit on social emotional learning, maybe a few studies on math, but there's really a surprising lack of research on science learning, science from media. You know, and more than that, it's sort of an interesting question because using media to improve children's science knowledge is is complicated, right? Um, so thinking about children's media and you know using animated cartoons to sort of engage them and draw them in, you can think about you know do children have difficulties separating fantasy from reality? Is there confusion about how videos and games relate to the real world? Um, And then also, what difficulties do children have in transferring, you know, two-dimensional screen-based experiences to a three-dimensional world, which is something that would be really important when we think about science and especially things like physical science, right? So that that sort of one thing that we hope to build on here was actually just provide some research around science and media, given the sort of dearth of knowledge around this. The other thing to think about is that for us, this builds on work that we've been doing looking at parent engagement in science. So we recently finished a study that looked at how parents help their children learn science at home uh, and their young children in particular. And we found that you know, there was a substantial number of parents who didn't do uh, a lot of science activities with their children compared to things like math and literacy, which um, I think there's been a lot more kind of effort and engagement around that. Um, and we also know that science is often less of a focus when they're uh, when l- young children are in preschool or other other kind of contexts outside of the home. So another question we had here was: Is engaging in digital media that's focused on science a- an opportunity to help support children's learning, and maybe also help parents feel comfortable?
1: So we know from other work that children who engage in science early are more likely to perform well on science-related tasks later on in school, to engage in science-related careers. So this is an important time to get kids not just curious, that that curiosity is natural, but to develop that process for how we ask questions, how we conduct observations, and how we get answers. The prior research that Megan noted, uh, the the survey of parents, one of the really interesting things was parents said, no, we don't engage in science-related activities nearly as often as we engage in learning activities focused on literacy or focused on math, but they also told us why. So part of the reason they told us is, we don't know what to do. We're not quite sure, we'd love to help support our children's science learning, but we don't have the resources. We're not sure how to do that. We're not scientists ourselves, so what should we do? Uh, So the power of a a digital media tool to help to convey this information, to help children build these skills, is something that we as the researchers were, were quite excited about. Uh, But in truth, we've also been following the lead of our partners at the Department of Ed, uh, CPB and PBS in their interest in supporting young children's science learning.
0: And Todd, could you maybe give us an overview of your approach to this work? How many children were involved in this study and how did you attempt to gauge the impact of these resources?
1: So an important part of our research and credit to our partners as well is they really wanted a strong causal answer of does it work? They wanted to know what is the impact of providing access to these cat in the hat resources on children's understanding of physical science concepts and practices, and then their their use of various science practices. Does, so, do children understand the role of strength and length? Do can they understand concepts of texture, friction? Can they, can they sort properties, uh, objects based on their material properties and uses? So, They engaged us to conduct a random control trial study. Also important to them was that we don't conduct this in a lab. Children don't exist in a laboratory. They engage with these resources at home, in the car, after school, uh, throughout their day. So it was important for us to understand what is the impact of providing these resources to children uh, the way they would normally interact with them. So we recruited 454 low-income four- and five-year-old children. So these were all children who would be going into kindergarten the next year and randomly assigned them either to receive the the cat-in-the-hat materials or to a control group. Children were randomly assigned to either a treatment or a control group. And the random assignment procedure was done such that neither the researchers or study team nor the participants knew who was in the treatment or the control group. Uh, Our treatment group received a tablet computer and that tablet computer was preloaded with a set of videos and games from the cat in the hat. We also gave parents a set of guidance around some activities that they could do with their children to reinforce the cat in the hat materials. Parents got a calendar suggesting when they should watch specific materials and were advised to have the children watch approximately one hour of cat and the hat content each week. Parents were told that if that was too much or too little, based on their personal rules and practices about media use, that they should use their own family practices uh, rather than our one hour guidance. But that's what we told them. Families in the control group were also provided with a tablet computer but that tablet computer did not have those cat and hat videos and games on the computer. In fact, we blocked their access uh, to those materials using that tablet. And those parents were told that they were in a study of how children use educational media and asked to use the tablet to have the children learn. And so they were to pick on their own what children might be doing. We also provided families with access to the internet on that tablet. So families were pre-tested children's science knowledge. We collected that at pre-test. We also collected a set of information about families learning and media practices. Those families took those tablets home and used them over an eight-week period and then came back to uh, the study team to participate in post-test and it's at that post-test We again did a measure of their science knowledge, uh, but we also tested their ability to engage in science practices, how they can use these concepts in some typical activities and games uh, that that are engaging and fun for children.
2: So, uh, for example, um, in one assessment, we gave children a group of objects of different lengths and strengths, and we asked them to choose the most suitable object for building a bridge that could support weight. In another assessment, we gave children three slides that had differently textured surfaces. So one was rough, one was smooth, one was sticky. And we asked kids to choose the slide that would enable a a toy figure to slide down the fastest. These assessments are related to ideas about material properties and forces uh, like friction and and structural stability, but in a sort of hands-on performance.
0: This week's episode of Research Minutes is supported in part by EdChoice. EdChoice is a nonpartisan, nonprofit group committed to researching and teaching people about school choice across America. You can be the first to learn about their new research, cool school spotlights, and state policy updates by subscribing to their podcast, EdChoice Chats. They post weekly, and most episodes are under 30 minutes, which is great if you're short on time. You can also follow them on social media, at EdChoice. Finally, check out their website, edchoice.org, for everything you need to know about educational choice, properly sourced and cited. And now we return to our interview with Megan Silander and Todd Grindle. So your team came away with some notable findings, including that these resources had meaningful impacts on physical science knowledge and engagement with science and engineering practices. Um, so Todd, could you just walk us through a little bit of what you learned? Sure. Uh, so we found statistically significant impacts
1: on children's understanding of physical science concepts related to matter and forces in two ways. Uh, so one related to structure and stability and another related to movement down in incline. The magnitude of those effects were of a moderate to large size. Uh, so in the impacts on children's understanding of the role of strength and length in structure stability, that effect size was 0.4. On the influence of friction on movement down an incline, that was 0.33. For two of our key research questions, the effects were in the positive direction, but not statistically significant. Uh, So in terms of children's science and engineering-related knowledge, uh, that effect was positive, an effect size of 0.11, but not statistically significant similarly in their understanding of material properties that was these their ability to sort objects by color shape and use uh, in the positive direction but not statistically significant so essentially what that means is these effects on children's science practices related to length and strength and structural stability and the influence of friction on movement down an incline are quite large by educational standards the effects on children's understanding of material properties and their physical science and engineering knowledge were moderately sized, but we can't determine whether or not those effects are just the result of chance or a a real result. So for those, we don't observe statistical significance.
2: So we also asked parents uh, in both groups um, some questions about um, their children's engagement in science. And what we found is that according to parents, um, children were doing more science activities and they were more excited about science compared to children in the in the control group.
1: These effects as well, these effects on the number of science activities uh, and children's excitement about science were on the, the moderate to large size compared to other educational interventions. So quite exciting and substantial finding.
2: So while we did note that parents in the who received the Cat in the Hat resources, you know, reported that their children were more excited about science um, compared to parents in the um, in the in the comparison group. We didn't find that for their children's excitement about engineering, which is interesting because the Cat in the Hat does have uh, content that focuses on building and engineering con- related concepts. But parents uh, did not report more interest or, or excitement about engineering. Well, we can we can speculate about that, but it may, it may be because they don't consider uh, the, the activities engineering related, or, or maybe they, they didn't see that it resonated with their children.
0: So as we move further into the 21st century, um, educators, policymakers, and other stakeholders are increasingly looking for ways to harness the power of digital tools and resources like these um, as a means to improve and even equitize teaching and learning. What do you think those audiences and other audiences might be able to take away from your work here?
2: So, you know, I think most interesting, you know, I mentioned earlier, we don't know a lot about science-based media and, and children's learning, and this provides some pretty strong evidence that uh, digital media and, and even digital media that incorporates this kind of fantasy-based storytelling approach can, can support young children's um, science uh, knowledge and, uh, and, and practices if the narrative content focuses on these sort of factual science and engineering concepts and practices. The second thing I would say is that you know what's really exciting about this is is this was a you know a study of public media and while you know there was a significant investment of resources in developing these media, bringing this to scale to reach millions of households is is relatively inexpensive when we think about this in the context of other science interventions. So I think those are two big and exciting takeaways as we think about digital media and young children and science. And then I think there's also some questions, right? So how can we amplify and maximize the, the, the use of these uh, resources in, in terms of supporting learning? We don't really know what was going on with the parents here, right? We know that for young children, it's really important for learning that they, they're scaffolded, that, that they learn through social experiences, interactions with peers and adults, and we don't really know to the extent to which um, parents were doing this. And I think that's, that's a, an open question about how we can help support parents engage in science with their young children in a way that maximizes the use of these these digital resources.
1: One thing that's particularly exciting for the group is that the intervention is delivered digitally. Children are watching things on a screen, they're playing games on a screen, and we're seeing that what they learn in that digital context can transfer to a mastery of those practices and that knowledge in the physical world. So when we talk about our outcome measures, our outcome measures weren't measured with children engaging with the the tablet, those measures of of children's science practices. That's them playing, playing with, with typical toys. And we could observe that what they've learned there digitally changes the way that they approach key science and engineering practices as they engage with everyday materials. And I think that's exciting both for this study, but more broadly for the field of digital learning, that there is that opportunity to transfer that knowledge. I think something else I'd point to that that I take from this study is that the strength of the cat in the hat materials, that this didn't happen by accident. This was intentionally part of the design of that program, that that program was designed in concert with experts who understood both science and uh, engineering-related content uh, and what those key skills are, but also in how to communicate that to young children. Uh, And so my hope is that this that other developers of digital media can take a look at the process for how the cat in the hat materials were developed and think about how they incorporate that into supporting a range
0: of skills for young children. And my final question uh, for you both would be, do you think there are opportunities here for future research, either for you and your team or for others who are working in this realm of, of digital resources and learning?
1: One of the things we're most interested in is how to support parents in helping uh, them to be teachers of science and engineering skills for their children. We learned from our prior research that parents don't have a lot of, many parents feel uncomfortable, they don't feel confident in doing this, don't feel like they have the resources to do so. Uh, As a subsequent study that Megan and I and the rest of the team worked on, we looked to see if you could amplify parents' engagement with their children and their support of children's science learning through mobile messages. Mobile messages that uh, give them information about what children need to know and learn in terms of science, but also information in terms of what they can do about it. This was another study that was set to be shared at the SRI conference um, and that we will be posting online in the not too distant future. We can help through these mobile messages in concert with the digital media content, help change parents' practices around supporting young children's science learning. So I think that next step of how we help parents to continue to work with materials like this, uh, high quality content to, to support their children, is an exciting direction that we're looking to take this work.
2: I would agree, Todd. And I think it's you know, it's important to note how challenging this is. Uh, you know, Parents of, of young children often use media because they're busy with other things, right? So um, how can we help parents dig through all of the resources that are out there and find ones that are high quality? How can we help them use them with their children in a way that fits in with their lives already and, and kind of maximize opportunities given how much we know children are already uh, using uh, digital media? Right. So taking advantage of that time in a way that's more productive.
0: Well, it all certainly seems like uh, research worth following going forward. This is just fascinating work. Um, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to read the full report. Uh, again, it's titled Early Science and Engineering. The impacts of the cat in the hat knows a lot about that on learning. And it's available at edc.org. And for those who want to catch up on more digital discussions of papers from the, the Shree Spring 2020 conference, uh, you can visit sree.org. Todd Grindle and Megan Silander, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CIPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast or to subscribe to the series, visit us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at Cprehub. That's C P R E Hub.